0: Good morning and welcome to New Life Kingdom Culture Podcast. And uh, it's it's a great day to be alive in the kingdom of God. And we're looking forward to great things. God has plans and he has big plans and we're just blessed to be a part of them. I uh, want to give a shout of thanks to uh, Ray Irvin uh, for producing this for us and also to Cornelius Hayes for helping set up the camera work Uh we are uh, we're glad today to be a part of the church of the living god an organism that covers the entire earth and brings forth the kingdom and the culture of the kingdom all over the world in every nation and uh, wherever people have hungry hearts they can find their way into the kingdom of God. And here we are in Birmingham, Alabama, and uh, God has graced us with the privilege of being a part of his kingdom here. Our guests today are Terrell and Deborah McCants, and um, they, are, um, they are first generation uh, converts into this assembly. And I thought it good to interview them today about their journey, about their experience in the kingdom of God and, and uh, to hear from them about the impact of the kingdom in their lives. And as we discuss kingdom culture, uh, at this point, uh, in real lives, in real time, the kingdom of God makes a difference, makes a huge difference. And as you make your way to God, and as you make your way into his kingdom, life gets better. Jesus said, I came that you might have life, and life more abundantly. And so those are the things we're interested in today. Good morning, Brother Terrell. Sister Deborah. Good morning. Good morning, Pastor Sutton. We're so glad to have you guys. Appreciate you coming this morning. And the first thing I wanted to do was to get you to just tell your story. And we would spend a lot of time, or we could spend a lot of time, but kind of give us a little background, a little bio of you, what you came from, how, you, how the journey was, and where you are today.
1: Okay, so my story starts uh, back when my parents were in high school. They, um, they actually, um, well, my mom, she already had a child. She was 15 years old. And um, when she was 17 years old, she was pregnant with me. And, you know, being 17 years old and scared and, you know, terrified or terrified, she just she and my dad decided that, you know, they would terminate the pregnancy. And so after a while of thinking about it, she determined, I mean, she, she just said it didn't feel right. You know, aborting me didn't feel right. And the more she thought about it, she, she asked herself, who am I to take this life? And so she decided, of course, not to terminate the pregnancy and um, my dad, however, he, he, you know, he still wanted to go through with it. So she decided to keep me. He decided to, you know, they just kind of went their separate ways. So fast forward to um, about seven years later, my mom got married when she was 24 years old. And so she had... Of course me and my sister and then i had two more siblings to come along and i remember you know being in church and i was actually excited we had a full family i had a dad you know my mom was um she did the best that she could with the knowledge that she had and she kept us in church we constantly went to church i remember always being um at choir practice or um You know vacation bible school or um you know sunday morning wednesday nights we were always in church and by the time i turned 11 i i kind of started to notice some things in the church i noticed that um you know we were not much different from the world though we were taught that you know we're we're christians we're we're the people of God, I just didn't see a difference between where we were and then people who weren't Christians. So I just kind of put that in the back of my mind. I didn't think much about it. I didn't talk to my mom about it, but I just thought about it and just kept it uh, to myself. So as I got older, when I went off to college, I um, I said, okay, well, here's here's my chance, I guess, to just explore, you know, what else is out there. And even with God, because I grew up in a Baptist church and, um, I just saw a lot in the church. I saw, uh, just a bunch of craziness, like adultery, fornication, lots of partying and smoking and things like that. And I just, it was confusing to me. But, um, when I got out on my own, I, it's, I guess as soon as I went to college, I, um, there was a church on our campus and it was a Presbyterian church. So I thought, hmm, maybe I'll try this church. You know, maybe this will be different. And so I went to that service and it was, it was, it was not what I was looking for. So I just kind of put church on the back burner. I just, you know, lived my life as a, as a college student and later became involved in, in a relationship as I was going through school. And the relationship, um, you know, it, it was not what God will for my, my life. I course. just didn't know how to be in a relationship uh, the right way. So um, after about two years of being in that relationship and after about uh, two years of college, we both decided, you know, we'll, we'll just go, when we were just in Tuscaloosa at Alabama, and um, we just decided we'll go back home. And, you know, we did not, I didn't finish at Alabama, but I came back home and still pursued this relationship. We were actually living together. And um, I just noticed that, uh, my boyfriend at the time he was just on a down spiral he he began to drink a lot and um he began to smoke marijuana and i thought okay well i guess this is the next thing so i tried marijuana as well and it was just horrible it made me feel awful and um i just decided okay well i this i'm on the wrong path i don't know where i'm supposed to be so I, what i did was i left that relationship well there was an instance where he kind of lost control uh we were we were in the process of we were in the process of getting ready to go to a cookout and and his mom called him uh before we left and we were going to go to her house And uh, for the cookout, and I, um, and he asked, she asked, him because she knew that he was going through some hard times, so she wanted to speak with me, and I guess just kind of get some insight on what was, what was happening. And so, excuse me, so he gave her the phone, he gave me the phone, and I started talking to her, and then when I got off the phone with her, he said, well, what did she say? And I said, um, well, don't worry about it right now. Let's just go ahead and go to, the, you know, go to her house. He was like, no, tell me, what does she say? And I said, it's is not important. And then I said, don't worry about it. Let's just go, because we're already late. And then he said, what did she say? And he grabbed my throat and like pinned me against the wall. And when I looked in his eyes, it, just looked, it looked like he just clocked out. And so I started to push him off of me, and, and, and then he kind of came to, and then he took his hands off of me, and I knew right then, you know, I got to get out of here. Like, I cannot continue this relationship. And so that's, and actually I called the police, and I hung up. I didn't know what to do. I thought that was the right thing to do, so I just called the police, and I just hung up. But they came anyway. They came to the house. And um, and they asked, you know, what's going on here? What, what happened? And I was just like, nothing. I didn't, I didn't tell them. And, um, but they could tell something was wrong, so they made him go to jail just for like a cooling off period or something, and I, I went home. I went to my parents' house. And from there, I just that was that was the end. I never I never did talk to him again. You know, uh, the next time I heard anything from or uh, regarding that situation was a subpoena in the mail. You know, to or a subpoena summoning me to court. And so I called the court and I said, well, you know, I'm I'm done with this relationship. I really don't want to even face the guy. So I don't I don't want to even show up. And I got permission not to proceed with it. And so I just go on and I'm like, okay, now I just need to, and I was heartbroken. It was, it was painful to go through something like that. But I decided, okay, at this point, I need to finish school. So I enrolled in UAB and started school there. And it was just really kind of hungry for God. It's like, I started questioning, you know, Lord, you know, if I I know you're real, but I don't know. It seems like I'm missing out on something. What what should I be doing at this point, or you know, what do you want me to do at this point? So I I pursued school, and um, after I was enrolled there for about a, a, I guess maybe a few months later. I met someone else, and so I um, started a relationship with this 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 other guy, and um, it again that relationship. I didn't know how to be in a relationship. I didn't have my dad there. I didn't know how to vet a guy. I mean, it was just I was just doing what I knew to do, and so we um, were in a relationship for maybe about a year and a half. And I, I just began to notice things were, you know, notice that, you know, this, something's off, you know, the relationship seemed to be great on the surface, you know, he was a good guy, but some weekends he would just like disappear for an entire weekend and I wouldn't hear back from him until Monday. So I was thinking, you know, something's, something's off here and, um, I just, I don't, I don't really trust this situation. So again, I just started praying, Lord, what do you want me to do? You know, what's, what is your will for my life? And about, I don't know, a couple of weeks later, I was invited to a Bible study and a home Bible study. And so I went to the Bible study. And in that Bible study, I read, where it said you know if you have not uh, you know received baptism i mean if you haven't been baptized in jesus name and it was clear that i wasn't i was baptized in titles and i didn't get it at the time but um i uh i didn't know that that was wrong at the time but when i saw it in the bible i was like oh i have to be baptized in the name of jesus and so um we continued the Bible study and uh, later found out that not only do I need to be baptized in Jesus' name, but if I have not spoken in tongues, if I haven't, re- well, if I hadn't spoken in tongues, I, I didn't have the Holy Ghost, which I thought I did, but I just, I never knew. But that Bible study would just produce so much clarity for me. So the Bible study was in Bessemer alabama i lived in trussville alabama at the time so when i left that bible study i i was so terrified because i was like okay if something happens to me right now i'll die and go to hell because i have not been baptized in the name of jesus i have not received his holy spirit so i was on the interstate and i drove like 40 miles per hour home the entire way because I just, I wanted to be so careful that nothing would happen. And so I talked to my mom about it. I said, you know, I I was just in a Bible study and I found out that I don't, you know, I'm really not, I don't really know God. You know, I haven't been baptized the right way. And she said, she said, You've been baptized, you've you know, you've been baptized in the you know, name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. And I said, But that's different from what I just read. And she said, No, it's the same thing. And I just said, Oh, okay. And I I got off the phone with her and I wasn't satisfied with that answer. I I just kept seeking God. I kept going to the Bible study, the in-home Bible study. And around that time, Hurricane Katrina happened. So I lived way in Trustful at the time. The Bible study was happening in Bessemer. And I knew about New Life Church because um, the people that were teaching the Bible study were from New Life. And so gas prices were so high that you know I just said, well, you know what, instead of me going to this Bible study, I'm just gonna go to the church because it was like right around the corner from where I lived and um so on sunday morning you know and i I would pray even before then i was like lord fill me up with your holy ghost you know i would i remember throwing myself on the bed you know trying to get the holy ghost and it just did not happen but um when i went to a sunday morning service um the uh women you know uh, there was a call for prayer if you have any prayer um, you know let's get in these circles and so. I got in the circle with a group of women, and um, they asked me, "Do you have any prayer requests?" And I said, "Yes, I want to receive the Holy Ghost." And so they started praying for me. And then you came over and you prayed for me, and I received the Holy Ghost right there. And um, and then they asked me if I needed to be bap- if if I wanted to be baptized in Jesus' name, and I said, "Yes, absolutely." So I got baptized and. When I got baptized, it felt like, like a ton was just lifted off of me, that that I didn't even know that I was carrying for for all these years, and so that was that was my journey. That was the beginning of my journey to knowing God. But I was still in that relationship, and um, it was getting really serious. You know, I knew that you know the guy you know wanted to you know get serious, and I. And so I asked God, I said, Lord, well, you know, if this is not the man you have for me. You know, please let me know. Because I said, if I marry him, Lord, it's going to be your fault. That's what I said to God. I didn't know. I had no idea how to talk to him at that time. But he heard my prayer, and I'm so glad he did. Because two, about two weeks later, um, it was right after Christmas, um, I was at his house, and we were taking down Christmas decorations and things like that. And then the doorbell rings, and so I open the door, and there's this woman standing there. And so, and I know her because I recognize her as someone who handles his marketing for his company. So I say, "Hey, come on in," and I let her in. And um, so I take her to the room that he's in. I was like, hey, you know, know, let's say his name is John. John, you know, Anthony, I mean, uh, Jasmine's here. And so when I told him that and when he saw her, he looked like he had just seen a ghost and he was was just shocked. And at this point, she said to him, um, she just started screaming. And, talk, you know, going off, going in on him, saying, you know, you're such a liar, you're this, you're that. And so I'm standing here and I'm looking like, you know, what's, what's going on? And so she tells me that they've been involved for, you know, several months. And she warns me <clears throat> that, um, <clears throat> excuse me, she warns me, don't marry him. You know, you cannot trust him, things like that. And she tells me about, you know, all the, all the things they've done to get all the trips. She told me, look, there's pictures upstairs. Go check this shoebox here. And so I go up there and do it. And he calls the police on her. And it's just drama. A lot of drama. And, you know, I was heartbroken. But by the same token, I was, by the same time, I was, at the same time, I was excited. Well, I was not excited, but I was happy that God Heard me like he answered my prayer. and um, so I went through a period of just really depression, but by the same at the same time, I was going through school and in Bible study with you at the time. so that was just really beneficial for me. It, you know, it helped me to heal and move on. Oh, and by the way, um, before I got in the Bible study oh, or after that relationship, I started to pursue the Bible study with you more seriously because I just threw my hands up and I was like, Lord, I just keep making the wrong choices. I don't know what I'm doing. So, you know, my goal at this point is to know you and to know your will for my life. And then we started, you know, it was we, we I kept uh, doing the Bible study and so maybe about, I don't know, six months later, I meet Terrell. I'm, I'm already in law school, and he, um, I'm there the semester before he comes to law school. And so our first class together was contracts. And Terrell, I knew he, I knew he was interested in me, but at that point I was like, you know, I'm never getting married. Mm-hmm. I'm never I'm I'm done with guys. I'm I just I can't do it. And so I knew he was interested in me, but um, I was more so interested in the Bible study, living for God and finding out what his will for my life was. And so Terrell made um, there was contracts class was a very difficult class. It was hard. And he there was only one A+ in the class, and Terrell made that A+. So that got my attention, you know, the fact that I was like, okay, okay, he's a smart guy, you know, so um, we formed a study group and he was in that study group, I was in the study group and so we all met at UAB at the library and we're all sitting around this table and Terrell is um, sitting across from me and I'm, you know, taking notes and I'm listening to the facilitator trying to, you know, figure out what's going on. And all of a sudden, um, I notice something um, touching my feet, bumping up against my feet. And so I look down, and I see him, and I look up at him. He has these little googly eyes, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. He's playing footsie with me under the table. So I just move my feet, and I just ignore it, and I just keep taking notes. And um, later, he called me. I don't know if it was later that, it was later that week, but he called me and he starts to brag about his A plus. And he says, you know, you need to come over here with the champion several times. <laughs> and I'm like, what is wrong with this guy? I mean, he said it several times, but I was out with my friends at the time and we were kind of celebrating the, you know, the end of a successful semester. And, you know, he did not want to stop talking on the phone. So I was like, well, I'm here with my friends. You can come join us if you want to. So he did. And um, and from there, I knew that, okay, the, you know, I like the guy. He likes me. So if this is the guy, I would say all the time, Lord, if this is the guy, you know, let me know. If this is not the guy, then, you know, but this time I had a, I had a, I had a way of knowing for sure because i was going to invite him to church and so he came to church on a wednesday night and it was a really it was a powerful service but it was different because there was no preaching there was just tongues and interpretation it was just weird and i never it was weird at the time because i didn't understand it but I was so new in the church. I was only, I think I was there a year or here a year before he was, before he came and I still was learning. So I didn't even prepare him for church. I just, you know, let him come and experience it for himself. Um, So he stuck around after that first service and um, then he kept coming and you noticed, and I think you invited him in on the Bible study and, um, and from there, we, we began to grow in God and, you know, learn new things. As a, as a kid, I never saw um, stability in a home. Like, I, I never saw that. Um, my dad was, you know, my biological dad was pretty much absent for the most part. And my stepdad, he was there, but he, he was not there. He, you know. So to come into new life and see, you know, you and your family and see how stable you guys were and how um, you were successfully living for God, I thought, you know, there's hope for me. You know, I can, I can do this too. So I, um, I was open to marriage again because I saw that it could be done. And, um, and so Terrell would still, you know, visit over and over and over again. And, you know, we, we started to talk about the potential of marriage and, um, but he hadn't been baptized in Jesus name yet. And he hadn't received the Holy Ghost. And, um, but eventually he he got there, so it it became real to me like okay well we can we can actually do this together and um it's just you know so amazing, you know what God has done in my life, you know, and through you and your family and through the church because i I just never thought that I could have the life that I have now based on where I came from and, you know, the choices I've made in the past. Um, Terrell, because of the Word of God and because of his hunger for God, he's like, you know, one of the best dads to our kids that I've, I've ever known because I didn't see that. And, you know, also he's a great husband. I never thought that... Um, a God could be faithful based on what I saw growing up and what I experienced. And um, it's just amazing what God, God has done in my life. And that's just the beginning of my testimony. I mean, yeah. of course, it's and still it's going. And it's inescapable,
0: as I'm, as I'm listening to you, uh, the first part of the story is the generational transfer of a culture, Right. and and it is inevitable that you replicate that culture because right. you don't know anything else and right. you don't know what you don't know right. and so and it's kind of wired in mm-hmm. and so you kind of blindly wander mm-hmm. into the same types of relationships the same types of experiences that yeah. your mom mm-hmm. wandered into yes. and the same type of cultural behaviors uh, because you don't know anything else. And that's the template all around you, because that's the world all around you. And then when you encounter the Word of God, you have this portal that opens to you into another culture. And you come in, and it's dynamic, and it's very individualistic and personal. And mm-hmm. and so you begin, but it's a growth process. yeah, Because the other culture was inculcated in you throughout childhood and all of your young adult life. And it takes a minute to be uh, enculturated or yes. assimilated into another culture. And I, I'm, the Bible study, obviously, uh, I love because it is one of the most effective uh, evangelistic and discipleship tools that, I, that I'm aware of. You know, But uh, then you begin to see uh, the, the fruit of the new culture. You, you were already seeing the fruit of the old culture. And, you know, when you're describing that first uh, young man in your life, and he begins to do the things that the world around him is doing, and you depicted it as spiraling down in life and in, and in search of goodness and... Actualization and all—you really want to be spiraling up, <laughs> right. you know—and yes. and not down. But it is inevitable that he spirals down because the whole world is is being dragged down by entropy and in the natural and in the spirit and all those ways. And and so here your portal opens and you touch the Word of God and it touches you and begins to pull you out. And now you're you're beginning to describe, well. Now I have a stable guy in my life, the champion, and <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, and he's a father. Yes. But uh, but neither of you, and uh, as we get into his story, neither of you had a present father, and um, right. and and so you begin to manifest things and to take advantage of things that you were not exposed to but they are new ideas that come into your awareness. And and what you're basically doing is something we talk a lot about of the three things that Paul describes as strongholds, Mm -hmm. uh, thoughts, knowledge, and imagination. And what you began to do is change your knowledge base. And as you did, and it didn't matter what career path, it didn't matter if you were an unwed mother in a inner city neighborhood, or if you were a law student. Your cultural uh, experience and the manifestation is going to be the same. Right. It didn't matter what you did vocationally, right. probably. Not at all. But, um, but now you're, you're moving into a new kingdom dynamic and the new culture of a kingdom. And so you're going to begin to get the fruit of that cultural uh, dynamic. And, and it's, it's really an amazing thing. It, it is. is life more abundant, you right. know? And you can have great experience, but wake up in the morning without guilt. Great experience, but wake up in the morning without a hangover. Right. And, uh, and, and it's productive, and it does spiral upward. Mm-hmm. It's an amazing thing to see. And Definitely. so I'm thrilled at your testimony, and uh, you're being very transparent here mm-hmm. uh, today, and, and that's, that makes you vulnerable, but it, it, it has the great potential of helping someone else who says, oh, Look, that's someone who came out of another culture, which mm-hmm. is one of the overarching themes of the kingdom of God, Yes, coming out of Egypt and into promise. It right. happens for us all, but somebody's making a journey. And so will and, uh, and choice and all of that plays in, but you make the journey from the old culture to this new thing that God has established. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and because of that, you inevitably see the fruit Good. of that which Absolutely. is something to celebrate it is you know it's something it's something to be excited about and then you consider and now you've got these little ones in your home and now you're projecting this into yet another another generation and they have yeah. the advantage of not going through some of the some of the painful things that you went through Absolutely. early on yeah. and uh, so that just makes it all the better yeah you know. yeah so Feel like applauding? Yeah, uh, God
1: is good. Coming
0: into kingdom yes. culture, yes, and uh, and getting what God intends for you to have. But I commend your mom because even though it was a denominal church frame, she wanted you, and and by that desire, brought you to the house of God as she knew it. Yes, and so you had a sense; otherwise, you would not have been praying those prayers. following those instincts so you picked up something there in a a less than optimum church experience as a child you picked up something there that served you very well in your journey and got to thank God for that so in that even a little bit of the Word of God helps so it appears that God meets you where you are right and and if you can capitalize on a little handful Mm-hmm. of the things of God, which I think you did, clearly. You you knew to pray, you know? Yeah. You knew to talk to Him. And, uh, and that, I think, changed your trajectory, you know?
1: Well, thank God for that, too. Um, one of the other scriptures that continued to stand out in my mind in the middle of that was, God would always say to me, seek ye first my kingdom and its righteousness and everything else will be added to you. And that's exactly what happened when I, when I just put everything else aside and pursued the Bible study and pursued. He just blessed me with Terrell. He blessed me with a great pastor. He blessed us with beautiful children. He blessed us with an awesome church family. And, yeah, I'm just grateful, so grateful.
0: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs>